At Robertson Law, Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen as we continue our look at the legacy of Barney Miller and the career of Hal Linden. Hal Linden was born during this week in TV history. Tony? Going back, you had, I think for a while, it was Fish who really was older than Barney. Yeah. But under him. But there was a certain understanding, a, a, a bond between those two characters that they'd seen a little bit more than everybody else. They had a, a, a certain wisdom that... Every, that the younger detectives did not have and a certain level of experience and and they did not flaunt it neither one of those characters did as opposed to inspector luger who was you know so nostalgic over the time when he was in that squad room with foster uh brownie and yeah there was uh foster kleiner and brownie <laughs> were yeah uh and just uh, a very sentimental guy who could actually burst out crying yeah. sometimes thinking about because they were all gone. I mean, and I think that's one of the reasons why Barney was very tolerant and and very patient with him because say you have this guy who comes in who is past his prime, refuses to retire, and comes into this room, wants to be in that place. Those were the days, Barn. Yeah. And and you had one. Actually, they weren't all that. Brownie was hooked up to machines, yeah. and he would sometimes. And the way that they played it, they played it for for uh, comic relief. But like uh, he said, you know, well, he he gurgles a little bit, yeah. You know, and, and so he has all of his contemporaries are gone, yeah. and he wants to just be in that spot and be in that place. Uh, but he has. To, and one of the reasons yeah. why he drops in on the squad room. Because he has nothing, he has, right. he has, he has nothing else better to, to do, right. and they they want to you know retire him, and he doesn't want to retire. They try demoting him, and then they put him uh, in charge of public relations, and he's not what we would now say politically correct. Right. He was we didn't have that term yet, but he was not that. He was not the guy to talk to the press. No, <laughs> he was. Uh, he had enough trouble dealing with the diversity in the squad room and not realizing when certain things he said uh, did not uh, go over well, especially with um, with uh, Nick, uh, Yamana, and uh, Yamana and Harris. Harris. Who made horrible coffee. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> Another great... Um, but I think ultimately you have... Um, you know Barney Miller at the helm of that show, a show that did go through. He was cast. the anchor. He was yes. definitely the anchor. Uh, you did have those cast changes, which could have hurt the show, yeah. and 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 I think. But it was also real in a real police department. People cycle through. People pass through. Yeah, like any workplace. Yeah. yeah. And you know, but and you look at it could be ER. You know that. You know, little by little. Uh, yeah, uh, change cast. Uh, uh, before we forget, we had Steve Landsberg as 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 Dietrich. Dietrich yes. is another one of my favorite characters. Yes, I adored him. Yeah, yeah. They did. They never tried to. And you know, Dietrich kind of came in. He came in early on. I think as a potential spinoff for Fish, which yeah. was not the Fish spinoff. Uh, as you know, because they were going to take the Fish character and put him on kind of a a part time detail. You know, kind of semi retired. Uh, and so you would have him as kind of, you know, at home with Bernice, and you introduce Dietrich, who was the young detective who really wanted to learn under Fish. And that didn't take off, so they, they kept Dietrich in there. And 
Dietrich uh, very different, but eventually Dietrich kind of just filled, you know, took the place of Fish. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, couldn't wait to get that desk. And <laughs> because uh, when they did find the vehicle for the Fish character, he was doing both shows. Yeah when they had the spinoff of Fish. And so he's doing both shows, and then eventually uh, Dietrich came in. But another good example, they were not trying to find a Fish clone. Yeah. They weren't going to just replace... They, they, they found a different character. Yeah, they were not going to... Re- I'm trying to think, wasn't, didn't they partner him Didn't they partner him with Harris? I, a lot of times, yeah. And, be, yeah. and, and the two characters, there, I think there was a, a certain uh, love and affection for each other, but there was also but a certain clashed. friction. Yeah, well, well, because, you know, uh, Dietrich was, he was an intellectual and sort of, but he, he was sort of an existentialist, whereas uh, Harris was, he was kind of, I wouldn't, I won't, shallow is not the best word, but, you know, he was. He was a little self-absorbed. He was a little self-absorbed, yeah. I remember, he was a writer. He was That's a right. writer. Harris was a writer. I yes. forgot about that. I forgot about it. He was a writer. Well, and writers are yeah. self-absorbed, but in a good way. <laughs> I agree. <Yeah. laughs> but, you know, also, uh, I would not say an intellectual uh, like Dietrich. Dietrich was... They, they, were, they were both wired differently. They were both wired differently, and they there were some clashing. Yeah. Um, I'd say with... I, I would first turn to come to mind as creative differences. Yeah. That does not necessarily apply, but they did have... Different points of view, different world views, but there obviously was also the the mutual respect for each other. Yeah. Uh, where Woe Joe could not have a conversation with them on anything really. No. Yeah, they they were not able to talk on an intellectual level. Uh, but yeah, I think. You but know, when it came, but but when it all came down to it, they were all good cops. Or, or they, yes. Yeah. They, they were all the. They, they all had. They were all. They all had the brotherhood of the police. Of the police force, and they're all good cops. Yeah, that was another thing. Going back, uh, Inspector Luger was part of a, a time where you didn't always go by the book. Uh, where things, you know, going back to well, the pre Miranda. Yeah, pre Miranda, uh, you know, slapping around somebody was kind of standard operating procedure. Uh, Race relations were a little different. Barney. Well, was, there weren't any. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not like there are now. Uh, but uh, Barney definitely had a, a very high moral standard, which was often used against him and even uh, leading to why he did not advance uh, because he he did live by a certain standard and would not play with, within the system. So I think that was the other um, thing that was playing out is that Inspector Luger was part of an old way of the, uh, of policing, and Barney was not part of that. And all of them were beyond, really re- beyond reproach. And you also had uh, Lieutenant Scanlon, who would come in from Internal Affairs, trying to bust these who guys. Who him? I forgot the, oh. the actor's He's name. Good actor, gonna, though. Yeah, but just, just a slimy, Weasley guy. Well, I can think of about half a dozen actors. Yeah, which, you know, they they did such a wonderful job casting that show. And I think he only had, he only was in a couple of episodes where they crossed paths with Inspector Luger. But to have those two characters meet also. Oh, was, uh, George Murdoch. Yeah, who was on Battlestar Galactica. and uh, George George Mur- Murdoch, the name doesn't ring a bell, but if you can imagine the thing from the Fantastic Four. Yeah. And imagine them as an actual person. I mean, that's, that's kind of who George... Who let that's himself kinda, go? That's, that's kind of like 
No, no, no. But the he, voice, the graveliness, he, the... Yeah, I mean, he had, he's kind of a rough-hewn actor who, who tended to play a lot of thugs, but... Um, but you also saw him as, like, generals and uh, people in... Rough, leaders. rough yeah. but he had, he had that kind of, you know, stone-faced look to him. Yeah, who yeah. could bark out the order. Yeah. He and Stanley Brock, who... Re- had a reoccurring role on Barney Miller yeah. as well as uh, like the owner of a sporting goods store who was constantly getting arrested because he was taking the law into his own own hands. Yeah, but just kind of that gravelly voice and um, at least two episodes that he was in with James Gregory, but only one where they uh, encountered each other, and yeah. it was you know basically uh, Luger defending the the old one too to yeah. this you know guy, and of course you know in most crime dramas, cop shows. Uh, internal affairs, that guy's scum. Just, you know, he, he's, you know, he's the narc. He's the, uh, he's the guy who's gonna, you know, create problems. He's the guy who's gonna create the discord. But, um, Except when Jack Webb did it, because Jack Webb understood that internal affairs was, was, was an important part of the, yeah, of the overall operation. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I think, Jack, I think Dragnet was the only one who actually showed them in a positive light. Yeah. But I think all the other shows showed them from the, police officer's point of view. Yeah. Even if you are not guilty of anything, you still don't like that guy yeah. hanging around. And it's a comedy. He was hysterical. Yeah. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, Call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash TV Confidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.